Welcome to Pushing Forward with Alicia, a podcast that gives disability a voice. Each week, we will explore topics like confidence, ambition, resilience, and finding success against all odds. We are creating a collective community that believes that all things are possible for all people. Open hearts, clear paths, let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Forward with Alicia. I'm Alicia, and I'm super excited that you are back with us today. I am so pumped about our guest today. He's turned into a really great friend. I don't want to say BFF, but we're pretty tight. I've got Jose Peranian. He is a five-time TEDx speaker. He is the winner of the Inspirational Speaker of the Year in 2017 a Forbes-featured stand-up comedian who has performed all over the world, North America, Europe, the Middle East, and performs in every language under the sun. (laughs) English, French, Spanish, Arabic, you name it. It looks like he can speak it. He talks about inclusion and resilience. His talks on inclusion and resilience have gone viral online with over a million views. Goals. He has spoken to organizations such as Boeing and Google and Tesla, Meta and TikTok. And it must be said that his accomplishments have not come easy. He's had to confront adversity in a form of an invisible disability, which we're going to talk about that. Jose will share with us today his personal journey of transformation and his hard-earned insights about conquering fears, healing through laughter, which I love, and being exposed to discomfort and fear as an impetus for action. Jose is championing, if I can say that word, inclusion and resilience one stutter at a time. Thank you so much for being here, Jose. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, and I will validate the fact that I do stutter. So if you are listening to this right now, your internet is working just fine. Like, do you want to share with our audience a little bit about your stutter, if you identify as disabled or not, like all of that, and maybe give us a little bit of, paint us a beautiful picture of who you are. Absolutely. I was born and raised in Lebanon with a... stutter because of which I avoided speaking and people almost entirely out of the fear of being judged for sounding different. I would say that the stuttering is a speaking disability. In some, in some cases, I've heard 
people refer to it as being neurodivergent. So it appears to be at the intersection of of disability and neurodiversity. I was looking on the webs on some websites last night about if people that have stutters identify as disabled or not. It seemed like there was like a, a bit of a controversy there if it is a if it's something you identify with or not. So I think that whole conversation, especially because we're in the work of inclusion and like diversity and all that stuff, we're having the conversation today about invisible disability, which is a huge topic. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to add to, to, to that, if we j- just look at the word disability w- without the emotional connotation it might entail, it's simply refers to the a challenge with being able to do something and of course if i think about it through that lens and the fact that a stutter can impede one's ability to speak, then it it would through through that logic be considered uh, a disability. I think a lot of people might be concerned that adopting that term would imply potentially limiting one's realm of opportunities and uh, action, but I don't think that that's the case. I find that acceptance is often a prerequisite for action, for change, for transformation. And the most meaningful shift for me hasn't been the elimination of an obstacle, the most meaningful shift has been changing my relationship with the obstacle so that I can view fear and action as co-existing so powerful was there was there a pivotal moment like how did you push through the fear like do you want to share that story because i think that that's really interesting too 
first of all, I grew up in the Middle East, and I found that being different in Lebanon was its own challenge due to a lack of awareness up to this day about ways that people can be different. So at the time and until my perhaps mid-20s almost silence and avoidance emerge as heroes of some sort in my life because they almost guaranteed protection from the world, protection from reactions that I would find hurtful and that would further convince me that I am better off staying quiet or silent. I coped through avoidance and this reminds me of my my second year of undergrad i had moved to montreal from lebanon and i was expecting naively perhaps that the simple act of relocating to a new environment would automatically change everything for me. Mm. I assumed that once I'm in a different city or country, I'll be able to be myself, I'll be able to own what makes me different and it will no longer affect me. Hmm. Uh, I was, however, reminded of that quote that goes, wherever I go, there I am. I got to Montreal, the same patterns of avoidance resurfaced. I went to beg my professors to exempt me from all of my all of my presentations. So I kept on avoiding and then I took a few 
steps that gradually changed everything. And what were those? I mean, can you share? I'm sure there's people out there that are like, wow, how do you push through this? I I, I do always say in my stand-up comedy shows, I start by telling the audience, I I have a stutter, so I hope you like the suspense. <laughs> so to continue with the theme of suspense, the first step was, so I had learned this breathing technique that helped me to control the stutter to some extent. That being said, even though I had learned those tools, my lack of self acceptance prevented me from actually implementing them because I was going to sound different no matter what. And if I wasn't willing to be openly different, and this perhaps is a nuance with invisible disabilities, in some cases, you you can attempt to hide it. And for me, hiding meant not speaking. It meant not expressing myself with the world. Because in my mind, the cost or the consequence of showing my difference wasn't worth the potential benefits that came with interacting with other human beings. So after hiding my stutter through silence, unless I absolutely had to speak, I decided to join Toastmasters, the public speaking club to start challenging myself. Did you have aspirations to be a speaker at that point? Or was that just solely to help you kind of like navigate this? Interestingly, it was solely a challenge I had given myself to stop avoiding speaking. 
See, I I figured if I manage to speak in a situation that is far more challenging, such as public speaking in the context of Toastmasters at the time, I figured all of the other speaking situations would, would seem more accessible uh, as a result. So I certainly didn't have any aspirations to, to speak professionally. It merely was a strategy that emerged out of despair after avoiding speaking for so long. So first game, the Toastmasters. After that, my my mother had mentioned uh, the son of a family friend who was at the The, the the bathing club at my uh, alma mater, and I decided to go to the open house at the beginning of the term. See 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 where it's about, and I recall noticing that everyone was speaking so quickly and at such an in, intimidating pace. And I recall thinking, this, this is definitely not for, for, for me. On the way out, I, I talked to one of the organizers. I say, hey, I was considering joining the the debating club as a way to challenge my, myself and my stutter but I'm not so sure anymore the pace is quite intimidating for for me and then I I will never forget the, 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 this moment. He looks at me and he says, I think you should do it. Mm -hmm. And I always get emotional when I tell this the story because to me, that's a... That's a beautiful example of allyship mm -hmm. because it's not, it, it shouldn't be only about accepting and being empathetic. That is, of course, one 
one indispensable part of that equation. What he had done is empowering. Mm-hmm. And uh, and believing in myself when I did not. Mm. The powerful thing about that too is there's people in our lives, all of our lives that see things in us that we're not able to see quite yet. It can be literally life-changing. That is so powerful. It just gave me the chills. That is such a cool story. Wow. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Pushing Forward with Alicia. Thanks for listening today. If you have an episode idea, know someone I should interview, or have a story that needs to be told, reach out to me at aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O.com. Click on podcasts. I am so pumped about our guest today. I've got Jose Peranian. So how did you become this like five-time TEDx speaker on comedy stages? You were just on Canadian Got Talent audience superstar here. Like, how do you go? How do you go from this person who is silent? You know, who's avoiding speaking to now, like, give me that mic and give me a stage. I'm totally into it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. There's a quote, and I love quotes. And I love quotes because it, 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 it would only make sense that someone who stutters, loves a, a succinct, efficient way to <laughs> express a lot of ideas in one sentence. Makes sense. So there's a quote by the Sufi poet Rumi that goes, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Wow. And I, of course, I will recognize that some obstacles are indeed very prison-like. There are, however, some obstacles that that are internal. So if I use the example of my own journey, the biggest challenge for me was not or is not the the stutter itself. It had been the it had been the reactions I would get from 
other people and how I interpreted and allowed those reactions to interfere and impede what I wanted to do. And in that sense, I was stuck in a prison that did, that did have a way out. Mm. And by way out, I, do, I don't mean not stuttering. I mean not, uh, not allowing the stutter, the obstacle, the disability to get to get it in the way. So to, to answer your your question more specifically though, in terms of how does one go from point A avoidance to point B action, The the name of one of my TED Talks is your breakthrough is not coming. Mm -hmm. Quite often, we expect that we, we will go from point A to point B through a singular breakthrough moment. When something will just click as we go running under the rain with Katy Perry's fireworks yeah, yeah. shining in the background. I simply haven't found that to be the case. But for me, this, this change occurred through what I call millions of micro moments of bravery. And these are moments during which I expose myself to the source of my fears again and again and again without really focusing on the final outcome. I was merely engaging in one fear-defying action at a time, and things evolved in ways that my younger self, or even myself from just a few years ago, would have deemed absurdly impossible. Amazing. Your worst fear might be your greatest asset. Exactly. It's it's a it's a portal. It's it's a trampoline. It's a compass. And I feel like that the point to all of this too is finally having, I guess, a relationship with all of the layers of who you are and being able to 
be in that space, you know, and I'm finding that in my own life now. And it's taken me all these years too to not try to hide. You know, I would hide the only time I could hide my disabilities when I'm driving a car, you know, and I would drive that car and like, look at guys and be like free, you know, it was like the only time I could be free for me with my disability is when I was driving my car and I could like flirt and I could do things that I couldn't, I could do as a disabled woman, but not really, you not in that way, Interesting. you know, but fast forward to today, we're both in this space of, yeah, this is who I am. And I know the more you chip away at that and open up and the more vulnerable you are, magic happens. It's just really beautiful to kind of step in or roll into your own self and be real. And this is very, that's a very moving example that you just shared. I I can definitely relate for me, it might have been texting or or maybe sometimes if I were, for example, at a party at a and the music was loud, so I had to maybe yell and you only say like a few key words in those conversations. So it's it's a lot of work when we have to hide who we are and it never works out in the long run. There is always a a a a negative moment that is on its way it reminds me of of once again a (laughs) quote that it's a proverb i had read once Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. Mm. Uh, Third or fourth chill you just gave me. When if you don't allow yourself to be who you are in every layer of who you are, you might miss out on being you. Look at what you're doing right now. If you would have continued to hide away the path that you're on right now, it wouldn't be there probably. And for me as well, it's so powerful to lean in to your fear and the things that you think that you need to hide from others because it's a little bit different. And it's, if we, if we look up, if we look at it as as graphs, I find that hiding our our differences, our obstacles, we 
we we may potentially begin the interaction on a higher note but that line on the graph is going down mm. however if we acknowledge and and openly reveal these differences then even though the initial reaction might be the, the depending on on who the other person is the initial i mean the starting point might be a bit lower on that graph but it's a line that goes up because as we show more and more of who we are we we end up having interactions that are far more fulfilling and we end up having an impact that simply wouldn't have happened in in hiding i love it jose has powerful platforms on diversity and inclusion and he's got a lot going on so you should watch his tedx talks i binge watched them all night they're just just like watching netflix do that <laughs> yeah we i mean after watching all of my all of my TEDx talks, our uh, our friendship has evolved even more now. When you were talking about the people, the person out there that said, just do it, you took me under your wing. And now I'm in this completely different space that I didn't think I, and you are such a huge catalyst to that. So I'm grateful for that part of our friendship as well. So I'm so grateful for you being that for me for saying like, just do it. And you showed me <laughs> how, and then I did and I got it. And now I have my own business. So dun, 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 dun. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Thank you for, for sharing that with me. I agree. It was an instant connection when we first met. Super grateful for our friendship and I do look forward to actually sharing a stage. Then we'd have gone full circle. Uh, it's going to happen. Remind others that the way life is today does not have to dictate the way life is tomorrow. When I was 19, I was, oh, I was supposed to go to this big, this big family reunion with all my relatives from, from different countries. And I was just so 
afraid of having to to go with my <clears throat> to to go and to be asked questions to stutter and to feel so so small so insignificant that i remember after taking a shower i went outside and i i hung out for a half an hour completely drenched with a towel on hoping to get sick mm. so that i would have an excuse to stay home and not go to that family reunion and when people meet me now they may see me on stage it is tempting to assume that oh this guy he may have been naturally confident in spite of having a stutter but that couldn't be further from the truth and i like to say this to remind people that drastic change is uh, uh, possible that's a great pushing forward moment i love it you're an amazing person absolutely loved having this conversation the 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 love and the admiration are beyond mutual all right well that's a wrap everyone thank you so much for your time today this is pushing forward with alicia and that is how we roll If you're an employer who would like to learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace, lessons on ableism, and how accessibility can drive innovation in your company, please check out my micro training series at aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A, Anderson with an O, dot com. Click on micro learning.